Welcome to the Rebecca Cross Stepping Into Greatness podcast episode nine. My name is Rebecca Cross and I am a business success and motivational strategist. I work with aspiring female entrepreneurs who are ready to be held accountable and to be motivated to step into their greatness whilst working with high ticket clients. This is a platform where you can listen to some of the most inspirational women around the world who are on that journey of making their dreams a reality and continue to do so at every level. We talk about motivation, mindset, in adversity, entrepreneurial success, and as a woman and for some as a mum. But most of all, we talk about how anything is possible. And today I am so excited to introduce Desina Gaines, who is a mum of four, and she's an expert in energy and purpose alignment, which she's going to explain in a moment what that actually means. Desina, welcome. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I am loving to have you here because I remember we have spoken many times before when we've connected through social media. And for one reason or another, we've, we've, not, we've always wanted to do this podcast episode. So it's great that we're at last here doing it. So I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you. So my first question, um, really to go on following on from the introduction I just gave you, just briefly before we go into your story, what is actually energy and purpose alignment? What does that mean? Um, to explain energy and purpose alignment is we all have energy that runs through us. You can tell when a person is radiating, you can tell their mood um, all by the energy that they give off. And when we are not fully aligned with the purpose, our soul-driven purpose for why we are here on this earth, um, usually our energy and our purpose are not aligned. So I help people um, get their energy aligned with their purpose and help them step into having amazing energy while living their purpose. I love that because I've got a lot of energy. <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes I think it's over-aligned. <laughs> so that's brilliant. That is so brilliant. So with that then, with what you do, because I've, ne I've never interviewed anyone who does this, so this is really an interesting subject. This is something I think will be really beneficial to understand more. How, with how you do that, how did you find the path you're on now to, and, and explain what you do to help people with this um, area of expertise you're in? Okay, so I started nearly a decade ago um, when I found my strength to walk away from an abusive and toxic marriage. Um, I earned a degree, went back to nursing school, and then I earned my license. And I literally walked away from my marriage with no child support, no spousal support, nothing except for my little children at the time, um, and the clothes on our backs. And I wanted to create a life that was free of abuse and toxicity, just a life that I dreamed of. Mm. Um, I still was not in alignment with my sole purpose and experienced energy blocks and some of those energy blocks they manifest themselves in physical form or we have challenges and in august 2011 i developed um, what is called class one help syndrome and i almost died this is a rare complication that some women develop during pregnancy um, and usually the mother and or baby die uh, i was transferred to a level one trauma center delivered my third child be emergency C-section under general, and I was given less than a 1% chance to survive. Wow. I was in a coma for 72 hours um, before I woke up 
um, but I survived. I'm still here. All is well. My daughter is still here. Um, and she will be seven in August. Oh, well, happy birthday for August. Yes. And I choose to be grateful for this experience. A lot of women are still caught up um, and call themselves victims of this. And that lowers our energy. Um, but this reminded me that our lives can change without warning. In an absolute instant, you can lose lose everything. So I needed to get back on the path of living my life um, the fullest in every single day. Um, in 2014, we welcomed our fourth child um, to our family. And I was instructed not to have any more children after this. Um, but she wanted to be here. And we welcomed her with open arms. And I began to get sick again. Um, but they caught it. And we delivered. And this was yet another experience of my life that taught me just how strong I was. Um, having another preemie, um, two NICU journeys, um, really, really shows you that we have to go inward and um, tap into our energy. And that is what gets us through. And then in October of 2015, when my fourth child turned one, um, I received a rare diagnosis of a rare form of muscular dystrophy called LGMD2A. And this basically means that my muscles lack certain amino acid changes in order to repair. So they deteriorate, they turn to fat, and this causes substantial physical limitations. Um, I received this diagnosis nine days before I was set to marry an amazing man. And this really made me question myself, part of my purpose. Um, could I marry someone knowing that I had this um, debilitating disability? Um, and we got married nine days later. We still got married. And a beautiful rainbow appeared over us as we said our vows. Like a wedding planner could not have planned that. And that goes to show that him and I were in true alignment when we got married, that was our energy above us, that rainbow. And then a double rainbow appeared over us. And it was probably one of the most beautiful things I had ever seen. And when your energy is in true alignment, you feel good. You see things from a different light. Um, there is no woe is me. It is I overcome. I see things. Yes, I have challenges. But I look at those challenges and I say, challenge accepted. And then I figure out how to overcome those. Um, muscular dystrophy has given me a different perspective on life than most. And I'm absolutely grateful for it. Um, it may define me physically, but it does not confine me. Um, I don't stay in that box that it wants to put me on. Mm. And last April, this was a big catalyst for me. I suffered for E. coli sepsis um, and I was hospitalized from that. I survived. I was one of the sickest cases the hospital and my physician had ever seen. And they have no idea how I'm still here. Um, but I'm still here. And so I went back to working my day job as a research nurse um, for nearly a decade, but I was still unsatisfied. Um, and in October of last year, I had a major hospitalization where I suffered for se severe dehydration and what is known as rhabdomyolysis. Um, it is a rapid deterioration of muscle. So when I already have a muscle condition, suffering from a major rapid deterioration of my muscle 
um, extremely painful, extremely debilitating, and I lost 50% of my muscle mass, tone, and strength in my left leg. Um, and it was at this point that um, I could no longer return to work. And instead of seeing this as a negative, this was the universe telling me, you are not aligned with your sole purpose. Look at these things that keep happening. You keep overcoming these things because you have a greater purpose. So figure out what your purpose is, what makes you happy, what do you strive for every single day, and live that purpose because you are here, you are given more chances than most people, and you'll heal. In the meantime, and that really was the moment that I decided I need to be in my sole purpose. And my energy has been flowing and radiating um, since then. And, you know, I'm very fortunate that through all of this, um, I was able to meet a person who I consider one of my greatest mentors. Um, and it's actually my husband. If you guys have not seen that insanely viral video, um, of the father talking to his daughter. Um, that is my husband. And he has always been that person who has believed in me, always encouraged me, who has saw that my energy and my purpose were not in alignment. And no matter what decision I've made, he's always been there um, and believed in me. And so I hope since I've had that experience of having someone believe in me, support me, and to be there for every step of the way, that that is now what I do for other people um, because I want them to realize just how great life can be. That is, oh God, that is so beautiful to see in the team. That is like crazy. I mean, I've heard your story before and every time I've heard it, I just, I just think miracles do happen, don't they? They absolutely do. Because you are just an, an inspiration that you you're always so positive. You're always when I even on a message, if I message you on um, instant messenger or or however communication, I always see that positive as if you're smiling all the time. Even when I'm reading a message, you'd, and you've had all this um, going on, but you're and you're a mum of four, and yes. you actually run a business. And I think um, you know not just your husband, but you should be proud of yourself. You must, you're amazing to be able to do this, and it's. it's it really is inspirational. It really is. So in terms of, you know, going back a little bit before that, before all this happened, tell us a little bit about how, what life was like growing up. Did you, are you, because this is quite a lot of adversity. This is a lot of challenges. Uh, is this was something you were, I mean, no one's ever prepared for it, but our, it's always relative what our upbringing is like. I mean, what was your childhood like? Um, my childhood, I grew up in a very small town and it had the small town mentality. Um, it was out in the country, um, surrounded by cornfields. And I always kind of wondered, you know, like what city life would be like or how people experienced things that had access to literally whatever they could desire within like five minutes of themselves. And that was a new concept for me. Um, and I never experienced that until I moved away from that. But, you know, it was very small town mentality. Um, it truly was a state of constant fear and surrounded by those with scarcity mindset. Um, we didn't have much. 
we often moved from one place to another, lived in a trailer park at one time. My mom worked several jobs to provide. I remember getting up in the mornings and it'd be dark out. I'd be in my pajamas and she'd be taking me to someone's house so she could go to work. And then I would get ready for school there, go to school, end up coming back to who's ever house or someone else's house. And I'd be picked up right before bedtime. So, I mean, there would be days that went by that I truly never even saw her and she was working hard, you know, um, but it was for other people, not for herself. I could see that she wasn't happy. I could see that she truly did not enjoy what she was doing. Um, and she did not believe um, that the universe would provide. Um, I don't think she ever found her sole purpose. Uh, my mom and dad were not together. And I didn't meet my dad until, um, or really have contact with him until I was 15. Um, I was always into art and the desire to create. However, it was really instilled in me that those who create or artists, you really don't make a living as how it was framed to me. Go get the corporate job, um, the job that pays well, that has benefits, that has a 401k, um, work nine to five, and basically sell your, um, sell your soul um, for a guaranteed paycheck and that, you know, dreams don't come true. And I was told I need to go to college. I need to earn a degree, all of that. And so, you know, I wasn't really allowed to experiment with art or creating in my school. Those things cost extra, extra money. And we didn't have extra money. So I really couldn't take an art class. I couldn't take a music class. I couldn't do any of those things because we didn't, my mom always said we didn't have the money for that. So I really put that off to the side and just focused on school, graduated at the top of my class, graduated with a scholarship, um, and just did what I thought I was supposed to be doing, but it truly was not who I was at the core. I wanted to help people. Um, it's all I really knew, and that's why I decided to become a nurse. And then I got into the research field because um, I believe research is how we grow, um, but I realized at the end of the day that none of that was truly helping people. And I had to break free from every single thought pattern that I had. Um, my, I had to break free from my family, um, their toxic thought patterns and all of that, and truly start over and live my life for myself and create everything that I wanted. And here I am and I have done that. Can I ask with, um, which I, I find, because well, I work a lot with energy because I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a motivational strategist. I believe very strongly that our motivations is connected to our energy and our mindset. And, um, and that's how we can be accountable and really drive what we want. And I also think that sometimes where we come from um, and our experiences help that energy go one way or the other, um, which is the motivation. With the kind of upbringing, you know, you experienced and then, of course, you know, leaving your first marriage and, and, and going through this illness, what drives you and motivates you? What gets you into that, that energy, that alignment that you have to actually not be that victim, to actually say, you know what, I've, I've had this, this has happened and it's happened again and this has happened, but I'm still going to fulfill. For those people who are listening now who may feel a little bit sorry for themselves because it's human behavior, it happens, you know, you've got such a story there. What drives you to be that positive and, you know, fulfilled person? What, what drives you to get to that point of keep going? Um, I really had to do some deep, deep inner work um, and realize that 
my mind had been programmed for who my parents thought that I should be. And once I got out of the self-sabotaging thoughts and belief systems that I had grown up around, um, my mind is now filled with nothing but gratitude. Every single experience that I have experienced down to my traumatic childhood, every hospitalization, having help syndrome, having muscular dystrophy, I look at every single one of those things as a gift. And I'm grateful that I experienced those. A lot of people cannot take a situation that has caused some sort of damage um, to them, or that could be a negative, and flip it to a positive. My key is flipping every single situation to a positive. Because if we do not acknowledge what we have and give gratitude for everything, which includes the bad, the universe does not see how appreciative we are. And then it's not going to send us more things to be grateful for. You know, my marriage, my previous marriage, I'm so grateful for that. Most women are not appreciative that they had an abusive marriage. I'm appreciative because it taught me my strength. It taught me to love myself and to turn around and walk away from situations that most people would stay in because they're scared and yeah. I had to go inward and believe in myself like nobody had ever believed in me before I am my own biggest cheerleader and your mind will make or break you so as I do the mind work and the inner work it increases my energy it gives me that drive and then I help other people and when other people make that switch and then I see um and here the changes that it has allowed them to make in their lives, that fuels me even more to see the success that the people that I work with are seeing from working with me. So it is everything and every day that I turn into a positive that keeps me going. We are definitely in agreement there, Christina. Honestly, that's exactly how I think personally. Everything that goes wrong, or you, I it's not an effect, it's a cause. I, I put everything to a cause about that positivity and I think that's inspirational and I think there's not many women who do that and it's great that there's women like you who are out there to be able to help them get to that point and that's a gift in itself because it's tough in this society and it's very it's easy to be the victim and and think that's an easy way out or, or feel scared or feel the fear than actually trying to get out of the comfort zone and do something about it which is again a very brave thing to do um, and I think that's amazing that you can help women to try and realize that so they know they can do what you've done. Yes. Amazing. Um, so tell me, when, when did you kind of tell us the time when you just knew with all this going on and especially with the way your mindset is and you've done that deep thinking, put a positive into everything, that you realized you were, that you had potential, you knew you were on that road to success. Um, there has always been my grandpa. Um, I come from a rather large family and he has always told me whenever I sat on his lap, um, from a very young age, he would always say, there's something so special about you. I can't quite put my finger on it, but I know you will reach, um, great success and nothing's going to stand in your way. Um, and my grandpa, he is fairly old now. He has had a stroke. Um, he has lost, uh, the majority of his ability to um, communicate verbally, um, but his words and his energy and knowing that he has believed in me since I was such a young girl, even everything that I have gone through, 
And every time that I have something pop up, either my previous marriage, um, help syndrome, equalized sepsis, every hospitalization, every single thing, when I'm in school, um, you know, working towards my degrees, I could just always hear him in the back of my mind. And I think having that to look back on and knowing that somebody saw something in me, you know, at such a young age that even I couldn't see, and I know he still sees that in me and he still believes that in me, just kind of lets me know that I truly can't achieve anything and I am on that road to success. Oh, absolutely. Which brings me to the question, which I think I know the answer, but do you believe that everyone has it inside them to have success? Yes, I think every single person is absolutely capable of anything that they want to create or what they would consider a success. Um, but I also believe that every single person's mind um, is their own worst enemy. Our ego gets in the way. Um, we don't know how to put our egos in check. We have self-sabotaging thoughts and thought patterns. Um, often thought patterns are generational. Um, so we can inherit some generational thoughts and beliefs. And a lot of people struggle with how to find what success means to them and how they would reach that success. But every single person has that potential. They just have to be willing to do the work. Yeah, absolutely. And looking at, um, you know, your entrepreneurial journey now, what and, and looking at all the things that is going on in society, etc., what do you think holds us back or holds some people back to actually take that step to go and do what they want to do when they realize they can do anything but they just are struggling to, you know, take that first step up the staircase? You know, when you when you want to take that first step of faith, what do you think is is holding us back to reach our full potential? Um, I think that it could be a few things. First, um, you know, as a society. Um, again, the mindset, our ego gets in the way and the, pr the pressure of what if I fail, people have a scarcity mindset. They're afraid of being judged. Um, they're afraid of failing. Um, the, they're afraid of the unknown that is out there. And sometimes when we step out, um, away from our comfort zone, it can be lonely. Um, people can feel like they don't have support. And they can feel like, you know, they're going to be judged. And I know for me, when I stepped out of my comfort zone, I had to cut everybody out. I had to cut my family out. I had to cut out friends, um, people who I thought supported me. Because at the end of the day, they really didn't support me. They did not want to see me shine. And I don't know if it's because I was going to outshine them or, you know, if they wanted the same thing and they were afraid. But Sometimes people want to have that sense of belonging. Um, it's, it's a very common theme. And when you do something that can step you outside of your comfort zone, you no longer know if you belong or not. You could be risking everything, risking your friends, risking your family, and then you no longer feel as if you belong. But if you flip that mindset to all the things that you could gain, all the positivity that could come out of this, instead of looking from the mindset of fear and scarcity and what you'd be lacking and what could go wrong, um, then I think the world could change if people shifted their mindset and every single person learned to believe in themselves. I, uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and following from that, what kind, if you had one piece of guidance 
what would you give it to our audience right now if you had one piece of guidance always follow your heart um, always and know that you are so worthy and so deserving of all the success the love happiness and abundance that the universe has to offer um, your mind is either going to lead you to success or failure the thoughts that you think are the reality that you create and I hope that people will always keep that on the back of their mind as a little reminder to flip those thoughts and just know that they're so worthy and so deserving of everything that they want in life. I love that. So I've got two more questions I want to ask you. Um, one is, well, I've got three actually. What is your life mission this evening right now with everything going on? What is your life mission? My life mission is to live my life, being my authentic self, no limitations um, put on me while inspiring and helping other women do the same. And I truly want people to know that having a disability or any health condition, physical or mental, um, it's not a reason to not live your dream. We are not confined. Um, into this box and I live my life in true alignment with my core beliefs without any limitations and I want others to see and know that they can too oh I love that I love that so what I want to ask are two things I want to know who would be your ideal clients for first and then how people can find you and connect with you to see if they want to work with you Yes. So my ideal clients are women who are struggling with finding their purpose and living a fulfilled life. Uh, women who are struggling in their current relationship. Um, they don't know where to turn, don't know where to go, or they're struggling in their career. And they may be struggling in their career because they've not found their true purpose, their true calling. And I want people who want to discover their self and their power. And women who are committed and in investing in themselves and committed to changing their lives. Um, I do offer a three, a free 30 minute connection call to where we can just talk about whatever it is that they want to talk about. And you can reach me um, on my social media page. It's my personal page um, at my name, Desina Gaines. Brilliant. This has been amazing. <laughs> thank you you've just you can offer so much and it's an amazing story and it's that inspiration that you know people there will be people out there listening who are stuck and and it's not necessarily it may be in their business but in their personal life that they just need some help to as you say get their energy and their purpose aligned to to make the choices they need to make and um, to move forward and I think you're somebody who could help with that massively absolutely um, I will, um, for the guys who are listening, I will be um, putting the links up for Desina on the introduction um, of the links so you can, um, when you listen to the podcast. Um, we will be back next week with um, another amazing lady. Desina, thank you so, so much um, for the opportunity for me to interview you and share your story. I think it's really inspirational and I really feel that there'll be somebody listening to this who will have an aha moment and think, you know what, I think I could make changes for myself just like you have. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for um, believing in me, finding my story inspiring and wanting to share me with the world. Oh, absolutely. It's been a pleasure. And I will speak to you soon. And thank you again, everyone. And we'll be back next week with another episode.
Take care. Bye. Bye.